Welcome to Season 3 of Busting Addiction and Its Myths, sponsored by Safe House Rehab Thailand, where we offer a modern approach to recovery, breaking with tradition by introducing new technologies that help disrupt the cycle of addiction. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com and click on the video, or contact us at info at safehouserehab.com and we'll tell you about our $1,000 airfare allowance and referral rewards program. My name is Bruno J, and here's why I created this podcast. Our research has shown that despite the opioid epidemic and the worldwide panic over the ravages of addiction, we didn't see that treatment centers were doing anything different to break the cycle more effectively and improve the odds of long-term success. So we have set out to do things differently and to let all those who love an addict or alcoholic know more about the advances in treatment that we represent. Here's what we're doing differently. We have designed our diagnostics and detox to isolate and treat opioid and multi-addiction, example, alcohol plus opioids plus speed, more effectively given that these are the new challenges of addiction in the 21st century. We integrate leading-edge technology into the recovering process, thereby disrupting the disorder, speeding the recovery of brain health, Clients come to treatment with damaged brains. This is a given. We pay attention to the importance of dopamine and other ingredients vital to brain health recovery. Traditional rehabs don't provide anywhere near the tools and close guidance that clients truly need to help keep them clean and sober for life. We do it right. First, we advise our clients to go into our sober living facility to serve as a transition to normal life and we absolutely outperform traditional rehabs when it comes to providing a structure for long-term recovery. So if you love an addict or alcoholic and you feel like your loved one is sucking the oxygen out of your life, is stealing your money, stealing your peace of mind and your sanity, this podcast is for you. If you're feeling rage and shame and, and he or she is living rent-free in your head 24-7, this podcast is for you. I hope to have you gain a better understanding of the nature of addictive disorder and the invisible effect it has on your psyche. It's my fervent hope you also gain a little more compassion for your loved one and for yourself in spite of this cunning, baffling, and powerful disease. To paraphrase an author in this space, we struggle because we love. Hi, Bruno J. Welcome back to Busting Addiction and Its Myths. We are in Season 3, and this is actually Episode 9, which makes it the 35th episode in this series on addiction and the myths that surround it, right? The reason that I chose to call this podcast series Busting Addiction and Its Myths is that not only do we want to vanquish addiction, you know, a high-minded goal to which we aspire to as in a society to reach someday, but we also want to smash the myths that obscure the truths about this disorder. That's why we'll call it this episode, What It Takes to Make It. To that end today, I am going to um, refer to the lessons that were taught to me by our good friend Tony Z, who's a young, very smart recovering fellow who's taken the lessons of recovery to heart and put them to work in his daily life every day for a number of years now. Any other critiques about content or delivery rests with me, Bruno J., and I am more than happy to take suggestions about topics and ways to improve the value of our insights for our audience. Just send us an email at contact at safehouserehab.com 
and we'll share it on the air if you give us permission. Either way, we'll take your feedback seriously. We'll take it into account because this podcast is all about serving you, and therefore it belongs to you. We're not above the occasional plug either, so go ahead and share the news with anyone who might find it useful in their lives. You will be surprised at how many families are affected by addictive disease, especially alcoholism, right here in the USA alone, not to mention the rest of the 95% of the world. That percentage is in the U.S. is about 15%, or close to one in out of every six who will care to admit it. That actually amounts to 20 million families and about 50 million people, which includes everyone in the family. Don't worry, we checked the numbers. We're pretty close to the mark from a variety of sources. You know, I, I know that Tony had a lot to do with the contact that we're about to share, so let me first say that everything that we lear- learned today um, is essentially from Tony's experience as a young man at getting and staying clean and sober. It is 100% corroborated as well by best recovery practices. It's more than just one man's opinion. It's supported by the best thinking in the, uh, of science and in, in, the, and in recovery. What he is really doing, and this is the cool part, is giving us, and that includes family members of addicts who are attempting to get sober and trying to stay that way, these are insights into his personal journey. And what follows is a narrative of, of what it takes to make it. The first it refers to the effort and the steps that one needs to take without fail in order to get to the next it, which defines the goal. A worthy and productive life liberated from the excessive compulsion to abuse drugs and alcohol and therefore free of its negative consequences, from jail to divorce and all things in between. So, of course, you know, all I have done in this essay is to try to summarize our own conversations with Tony, my conversation with Tony, and play back as much insight as I can uh, in his words as much as mine. So consider this my edited version of what, of what Tony believes to be the truth as he's experienced for himself and also what he saw happen to those who failed to do the work. And I'll repeat that. There was a lot of failure in this business. And it is very rare that somebody recovers the first time they try. Very rare. So don't be discouraged by a relapse. Get that person back into treatment as soon as possible. As you have said yourself, I, I learned as much from watching others relapse, even though we all try to help them stay sober, as I did from the successes some of us have had in getting and staying clean and sober. So we could break down our talk into the stuff not to do, the stuff to watch for in the negative sense, and the stuff you need to do that gets you and keeps you clean and sober every day. And these are the things to watch for in the positive sense. If you're a parent, spouse, son or daughter, or anyone else who has a personal stake in the successful recovery of a person suffering from addictive disease, then this is for you. And for the addict and alcoholic as well, who's making the valiant try to get life back on track. And that takes courage. It takes courage to surrender. It really does. People don't think of it that way. They think of it as giving up. No, it takes courage to surrender your old way of thinking, to stop hanging on to old ideas, and to start believing in a new and bigger and better idea that's going to change your life for the better, you know? Or, as we have often found, to discover a new track that makes life fulfilling and hopeful as opposed to empty and despairing. Let me start with the things that you should watch for as a parent or as a recovering person that are signs of recovery in the positive sense. This assumes a scenario where the addict is in treatment or has recently come into a sober living facility, or is back at home with his or her family. This scene also assumes that he has stopped using any mind-altering substances, including marijuana, prescription drugs, not specifically prescribed by that person's 
personal physician, alcohol, and whatever else passes um, as the use of substances that change mood or perception and are addictive in nature. Prescribed antidepressants are typically non-addictive, by the way. But you'd be amazed at the number of different types of prescribed and other types of substances clients bring with them into treatment. Example is a huge number of sleep aids that exist on the market, like a natural element such as melatonin, which is okay, all the way to narcotic-like brands, fill in the blank, but look at the warning label first. Then there are the anti-anxiety drugs, like the one that starts with Z, which may be highly addictive, and the addict doesn't know about that and didn't care about it at the time. So what's my point here? My point is this. Addicts new to treatment, or at least early in recovery, are so used to escaping reality, including dealing with their feelings, that they have trouble distinguishing what they can legitimately take and what they should and cannot. There's a term for those of us, myself included, who come to rely on pharmacopoeia to get through life. We are called chemically dependent. That covers all the possibilities. So this is directed to families and addicts who are new to recovery, in treatment, or sober living, or the addict or alcoholics just come home to their family. So once the addict is free of chemicals, including alcohol, then we look for the following signs and encourage the change in attitude and behavior that signal a healthy upward ascent to long-term recovery. One, a return to a normalized schedule that results in a healthy, predictable rhythm for the day and for the night. So it really helps if you have a schedule of activities written out. Number two, exercise and fitness. Chances are your physical body has been overstressed by not eating right and by lack of exercise. You need to get into a fitness routine on a daily basis. Number three, relearning to eat right as part of your self-care program. This may sound boring. The fact is you've likely not been paying attention. You've been abusing your body. Number four, getting a sponsor will help you work your 12-step program. It's without question one of the main pillars of recovery, at least in our book. Five, returning to or starting to do things that make us grow, give us joy, and have us become a productive member of society is really important, particularly the part about giving back. So, you know, if, if you don't really become part of your community and learn to give back, then you're probably not going to last very long because you will not be helping people, which is a way of getting outside of yourself. Fully embrace the, that addictive disorder is just that. It's a disease that had you in its merciless grip and helps explain much of what you did that brought you shame and may still. Number seven, having an objective view of ourselves when we finally make our amends is a key test of how well we're doing. So let's not beat ourselves up. Let's look at the videotape, but let's not stare at it, okay? So those are the seven major things that signal normalcy for the recovering addict. Normalcy is defined as regularly doing the things that keep us clean and sober, for we're reminded that this is a program of action, right? So what happens um, when we do that? What, what have we learned on the topic of what it takes to make it? We learn that recovery is all about self-care. At the early stage, it's about relapse prevention. Getting into a regular schedule builds the discipline a recovering addict needs to liberate oneself from the grip of the disorder. Number two, having a fitness routine and eating right are foundational. If you want to make it, then you have to be fit for the challenge. Number three, getting a sponsor is without a doubt the most important choice you as an addict make in early recovery. He or she will guide the way through the 12 steps of your program. You will never really be sure of where you are or where you need to go without a sponsor. You need to know where True North is and how to get there. 
and how to head for there. Number four, becoming a productive citizen and having a new purpose, carrying the message of recovery, reigniting passions, going to work, going back to school, and becoming a part of the recovering community are all signs of success. Number five, embracing the idea that the past is good primarily as a lesson of what to, of what to do, not as a way to beat yourself up, helps avoid the urge to use or drink and to ease the pain of regret. Thank you for tuning in today. It's my fervent hope we've given you new insight and new hope that will lighten your burden. For our hearts go out to all who suffer the effects of addictive disorder. Please give us your feedback at info at safehouserehab.com. By all means, ask us any question you like, and we'll answer on air if you will. And if you want to leave us your first name and city, we'll recognize you too, of course. This podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com where we take a modern approach to recovery, something all families of those who suffer deserve. Tune in next week for more.